Hey, peace and blessings to you. My name is Jerry B. I am the entree musician and so are you. And you know what? So is that incredible brother who's sitting to the left of your screen. But before I even introduce him, I'm gonna have to tell you how smart I am. I'm a brilliant guy. I'm incredibly intelligent. And here's why. I'm gonna show you something. These, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, are my drumsticks, okay? And I'm gonna tell you how smart I am. When this brother walks into the room, I lay my drumsticks down and I pick up my notebook, okay? That's how smart I am, okay? I'm gonna tell you something else about my brilliance. Also, I have learned whenever my band has been in a jazz fest, okay? Anywhere in Ohio, Northeast Ohio, what have you. And I understand that this brother is on the gig. I usually talk to the promoter about me going first, okay? So I can get my paradiddles out of the way, my little tips, and he can come on and show us all what's really happening with drumming. This brother's name is Elijah Gilmore, 2020 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductee, has toured with Gladys Knight, has toured with, with uh, Najee and Gerald Veasley. And we're gonna do some name droppings because the name go, names go on and on and on. But also, and most recently, the incredible movie, Judas and the Black Messiah, that wonderful drumming that kept those scenes interlocked and dramatic, Elijah Gilmore. This is the brother right here, Cleveland, Ohio, right down the street from where I am. And he is doing it big time. My brother and friend, peace and blessings to you, man. Welcome to the Ante Musicians. How you doing, man? Thank you. I'm, I'm very excited to be here. And thank you for having me on your show. Absolutely. That was a great introduction, by the way. Well, I'm um, a smart guy. <laughs> you are, you are a smart guy. <laughs> I love I love your drumming, man. I love I love your artistry. I love the work that you're doing. I love the fact that uh, you are not only doing it for yourself, achieving and accomplishing, but you are also mentoring others. So we want to talk about your foundation. We want to talk about your journey. Thank you, man, for just being the brother who you are. We appreciate Thank it. You. Thank you. Now, with all of your accomplishments and accolades, and I, I say that humbly, I'm not trying to, you know, flatter you, but with everything that you've been able to achieve by God's grace and your hard work, how do you, Elijah, define success? To me, uh, I define success on our ability to impact other people's lives. So, you know, uh, I believe like Martin Luther King said, we all can be great because we all can serve. You know, we all can give back and, and help somebody in some type of way. And that's how I define greatness. You know, if you you made a lot of money, well, what are you doing with that money? You know, uh, how are you helping better our community? Or are you just spending it all, your, all on yourselves? Very cool. Very cool. Now, how did how did your journey begin, man? How'd your musical journey begin? I started off like most African American uh, youth in church, yeah. hearing the musicians play. Right. I'm trying to mimic the drummer and rip off the fan, the handle, <laughs> act like I'm playing drums. Because the drums always stood out to me. Mm -hmm. I know you play mallets, but you play any other uh, instruments as well? Yes, I, I, I play vibraphone. I play congas. Mm -hmm. I just like percussion. I mean, yeah. I, I like music in general, and I like a, a lot of different instruments, but percussion has always stood out to me. The beat, the beat sings to me in the song the most. Understood, yeah. understood. So, so what was your first professional gig? Was it, you know, with your own band and you starting out or was it with you touring or working with someone else? What was that experience? Well, I started touring with Joe McBride. Mm -hmm. I toured with Joe McBride for a good decade. Yeah. I also did some independent touring with uh, Too Skinny, which was an independent rock group. Yeah. Uh, uh, I've got a chance to tour with Half Mile Home, who's a stellar gospel group. Mm -hmm. And um, so 
uh, Gladys Knight is one of the more recent tours that I'm doing. I've worked with a lot of different people. Yeah. Uh, from Outkast to Gerald Levert. Yeah. Uh, but I've been touring now with Gladys Knight for, since COVID, maybe, you know, going on uh, about four years. But if we take out COVID, then, you know, about two and a half years. Understood. So uh, we just had a date uh, this weekend. We just had a date in Michigan mm-hmm. at a casino, a private, private show for a bunch of high rollers. You know, COVID, they, you know, they have Spare limited spacing. Yeah, yeah. So what, what's it like working with an icon like uh, Her Majesty Gladys Knight? It's a beautiful thing. You know, uh, she's a sweetheart. That's what I love about her. You know, she's not a diva. She's a sweetheart. She's down to earth. And you don't always see that with people who are at that level of success. You know, sometimes they can have the diva. Sure. Uh, demeanor and kind of maybe even be challenging to work with, but she's very easy to work with. Yeah. Just like, feel like she's grandma, you know, cause you know, Gladys 75. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say some, some uh, young sisters have the diva attitude and they have only been on the block for like four years. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. She's been through decades. Yeah. I, I've heard of some artists saying that you can't look them in the eye you, you got to call them Miss this and that. You know, I didn't hear some stories. Yeah. It's like, wow. And she's not like that at all. She's not. This is, this is crazy. When you, you meet some of the most phenomenal musicians that you would think would be like that, such as I, I met Victor Wooten one time. Mm-hmm. And we all know he's, he's like, cool. yeah, he's he's one of the coolest. And he is. he's a beast, but he's just so down earth. Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of that too is the way the way they were raised because the Wooten brothers were a tight knit group, you know, family life and just so you know they are very very down to earth. All the Wooten brothers are right on. Oh yeah, you know? absolutely. But let me let me ask you this, uh, brother Elijah, what is the most important lesson then with all of these artists that you've worked with that you feel that you've learned as a result of being around them? What is the most important lesson you've learned? One of the most important lessons I've learned has been to be yourself. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times when we jump into this music business, we want to sound like somebody else or like other people. And we can be inspired by other people. We can grab from other people and, and make it your own and, yeah. and put your spin on it. But, you know, I think the reason we do this is because we want everybody to accept or like us. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing that I learned, that you cannot get everybody to like you. That's right. It's impossible. You know, right. Beyonce is like the modern day Michael Jackson, and there's mm-hmm. still people who don't like Beyonce. Mm-hmm. And she's like doing her thing out here. Yeah, absolutely. So, so you know, just if, if we can come into acceptance that everybody won't accept or appreciate us, I think that's the first step in your freedom. Sure. You know, because you can stress yourself out. I hope everybody likes me. And that means you have to try to appeal to different audiences and you you just may not be able to pull that off. Yeah, so I, th- I think it's good that you first uh, make yourself happy. Yeah. You know, uh, I think that's important that you make yourself happy first and then you try to find an audience that appreciates what you do. Absolutely. You know, that was, uh, um, we've just done an episode on that about two weeks ago on the Entree Musician Minute is just absolutely be yourself. Because one of the things was I was reading a ton of articles recently on how to get that Billie Eilish sound or how to get your guitar to sound like, you know, and it's just like, you know, just just do you, you you know what I mean? Just stop it. Who are you? And um, Robert Glasper uh, talked about the time where, you know, uh, Miles Davis was saying, hey, why is everybody trying to cop my chops? I mean, what do you have? You know, who are you? What is your identity? So when we discover that, that's why, you know, like a Sean Jones, I know you've played with Sean Jones. He has his own tone. You can understand that he has listened to the masters and to the greats and taken some influences, even with your own. I'll tell you what, 
uh, Elijah Gilmore's own sound. I, I can understand where you may have pulled this chop from somebody because I listen to a lot of music. I'm a student of music. But when you do something like, and I'm going to turn a corner here, but, you know, the uh, the Christmas, the little drummer boy, when you do something like that and you go, wait a minute. <laughs> so why don't you tell us about that approach? You, you know what? <laughs> the drummer boy thing was it's like every time i've heard drummer boy i just was like what does this have to do with drums like what like 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 i hear some little percussion in there but uh, it's the backdrop yeah 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 it's like it's not the feature it's not the focus and that's more of a western thing we don't really in the west yeah we don't view the drums the same way so I'll give you an example. Uh, in Africa, the drums can be used for healing. Yeah. Drums, the drums are used for healing in Africa, India, Brazil, the Japanese temples. Seeing that in the West, we think drums, we're about to party or there's, we're about to go to war or something. You know, we don't think of it as a therapeutic instrument. Um, and that's just one of the differences in the West of how we view drums. But in general, I just noticed that drums are not as respected in the West. You know, you say any monkey can do that, you know. And, and, it's and, an undercurrent. Yeah, there you go. And, and, and a lot of even the white professors, we would yeah. say, oh, they lack rhythm. And it's not really a white or black thing. It's just rhythm and drums is just not really as embraced as much in the West. Exactly. Um, Exactly. So, so that's it is what it is. But uh, I said, you know what? Let me let me let me put my spin on drummer boy. So I said, drummer, drummer boy. You know, right. check, check it to the hood real quick. Right. And let me let me show you how we could spin this song. Absolutely. Well, you spun it. You you spun it and you twisted it and you turned it and you squeezed it. <laughs> that is that is without fail and and i mean this you know i'll put a link uh to this uh version in the show notes but you know that is by far the best version and there are hundreds of Thank versions you. of just being having an original thought and a unique perspective on how that song was supposed to flow and everybody all the musicians everybody you you got on that groove did an outstanding job but yeah, they did. They did. Yeah. I want to give a shout out to the Funkyard X band. Absolutely. Uh, they they definitely helped me to bring that vision to life. Yeah, just did wonderful. And I'm I'm gonna ask you a question about your band, the band of Eli, uh, the Tribe of Eli. But let me let me ask you because I, I I just asked concerning the most important lesson that you've learned. Now let me just flip that and ask: Is that the same lesson that you teach, or what is the most important lesson? that you teach others or teach younger musicians coming up? One of the most important lessons I teach my younger musicians is to listen. Mm -hmm. And we think we know how to listen, but we don't. Gotcha. And I remember going to counseling with my girlfriend at one point because she would say I was saying things I wasn't saying to her and she would say I, wouldn't, I wasn't hearing her correctly. So I said, you know what, maybe it's me. Mm -hmm. Let's go to counseling and see what they say. Mm -hmm. So we get to counseling and they had an exercise called the reflection game. Mm -hmm. One person holds the microphone, which was like a brush or comb, and one person held the mirror. And your job was to reflect in the mirror what you thought you heard that person saying. And until you could reflect it correctly, you couldn't hold the mic. Interesting. They said, ladies first. Tell Elijah how you feel. She goes into her, her thing and just to just just to get to the point, she says her piece. I said, is this what you said? And then she says, that's not what I said. And I just had this big cheesy smile on my face. I looked at the counselor. I said, did y'all hear what she said? And he said, Mr. Gilmore, it doesn't go like that. I said, okay, cool. But did y'all hear what she said? I said, Mr. Gilmore, doesn't matter what she said. She could speak differently than you. She may not know how to say it. Your job is to figure out what she's saying. I said, oh, wow. Mm. So they said, ask her to repeat it again. I said, repeat it again, please. 
blah, blah, blah. I say, is it A plus B? She says, you're almost there. And at this point, I'm like slapping my head. And they, and they said, you cannot speak until you figure out what she's saying. I said, ask her to repeat it again. She repeats it. I said, is it an A plus B plus C? She said, yeah, that's it. And I'm like, I don't know if that's what you're trying to say. I think that's what we're saying because we were friendly counselors. They said, Mr. Gilmore, you cannot tell her what you think she was trying to say. You have to accept what she said to you for game face value. And if you don't trust her, you need to get out the relationship. Wow. So, so that really taught me a deeper way of listening. Mm-hmm. Because how many times have you said to somebody, dang, what you said? Right. You yeah. just said it to me. I just heard you say out your mouth this. That's right. You know, and and so you know, that has saved a lot of relationships for me just learning that. And we didn't even stay in the, the sessions too long because uh we just didn't finish. Yeah. Um, but the, that little bit of information right there was like a game changer. Yeah. You know, so I, I said, okay, you know what? What if we were learning emotional intelligence and how to communicate uh, uh, conflict resolution, how to coping skills, cultural diversity? What if we were learning that from elementary to college like we learn math and science? Correct. From elementary to college. Correct. This world would be a better place because our issues are not math and science. Our That's issues right. are us coping and relating with each other. Right. Uh, you know, understanding each other. I said, but okay, I can understand in early uh, races America why we cannot teach, you know, cultural diversity, why we can't teach, you know, uh, how to respect people who are different than you, because that's not this America. Mm-hmm. You know, now we're, we're, we're becoming that America, but I can understand why that couldn't be taught mm-hmm. early on. So mm-hmm. this has nothing to do with religion. Mm-hmm. This, this is just loving your neighbor as yourself that's right um so i said you know until that law can be passed where that's more of a a priority uh i'll just start a, a program that teaches these skills that could better our world and then i apply drum therapy in it as well yeah and, um, we know that music therapy is really great for the, the development of the brain as well as it's therapeutic and um, allows uh, the students I work with to not only be able to express themselves, but be, feel connected to the whole group as they're playing percussion patterns in a drum circle. Yeah, man, that's that's excellent. And, and learning to listen, everything that you said about that counseling session really does work in a band dynamic. I mean, you know, I, I can remember when uh, Cliff Barnes, I mean, every everybody knows at least around this area, Cliff, when uh, he was a member of our, our band Sound Doctrine. And um, the one thing is that, you know, Cliff, you know, he's a genius, so he can play in and out of time. And uh, one of our conversations, a couple of our conversations, in fact, was like, yo, you know, we have to know when to break, even if the meter is 4-4 or 6-4 or wherever we are, we have to know when one of us is just going out of time and you're gonna to have to improv with that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it is emotional intelligence of being so tuned in, not on what you're doing on your instrument, but but listening and seeing, because if, if that brother or sister has the solo and they're up on front street, then we need to be in, you know, in the back seat at that point. And we need to be learning how to, you know, uh, be a passenger, how to listen and how to engage with them because that's what's going to make the song tighter. If you're just going to stay locked at four and they're making a left turn, it's all going to fall apart. We're going to crash. So absolutely, what you said was just, you know, it was gold. You know, it's not what you thought she said. <laughs> it's what she said. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, did you say that? Well, you gotta, you gotta believe this is what she means. And and, and, and and having faith, uh, and that's hard for us sometimes. We've you know been through a lot of different abusive situations. Yeah, you sort of can put everybody in the same category and say all white people are racist. Sure, and that's just not true. There that's were not true. White people right. that were helping African Americans on the Underground Railroad. That's absolutely when correct. slavery was in existence. That's so exactly you know, right. it's just you know we. We, we can't make so blanket statements, you know, yeah, blanket yeah, yeah, and, and yeah, put people, yeah. I don't care who they are. You can't just put them in a box. 
You know, every person is different. Every person is different, yeah. That's right. That's and I like what right. you said about how it applies to music. Uh, the best musicians I've ever worked with, they have huge ears. Mm-hmm. And they they hear what you're, what you're doing and they know what to do or not to do Correct. based on what you're doing. And it's a whole different chemistry. And it's like, it's the same song, but it feels different because you got different musicians around you. And, um, you know, uh, you get a different chemistry. That's right. You know, get a different vibe. You know, and I'm sure you've, you've been in this uh, position. I mean, I've, I've been placed in positions where there were musicians who were like light years ahead of me and, and in the same band, musicians who were, you know, light years uh, away from me in the sense that I brought more musical acumen than they did. So you got this spectrum of these extremes. And what I found is that the most humble musicians with the big ears who were light years ahead, they knew how to blend it in, that what they were doing made the band sound tight and they didn't just go off on a tangent because they had 100,000 chops. You, you're absolutely right. You know what I mean? The, the best musicians are, you know, leaders, like in LeBron James, they can make everybody else great from them playing, from LeBron playing with that group of guys and now everybody else is playing on a whole nother level because he's thinking about how can I position everybody else so our team can make it to the finals. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. So tell me, tell me two things. There's there's two things. First of all, let's dig into uh, your foundation and the drum circle that you formed. When did that form, and how did you get it started, and and what is your vision for the future of it? So I study world drumming. So I, I don't just study drum kit, you know, I, I listen to Indian drumming and Japanese drumming and, you know, African drumming, I, I just love it all. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, I started noticing again that the drums was being used for healing. It wasn't just, okay, we're about to party or we're about to go into war, give us some drums. Yeah. It was like, yo, you know, when we think drums, we think drum battle, you know, you know. That's correct you know, fireworks, you know, machine gun, you know, but like I was hearing drummers play from a more healing therapeutic standpoint. I'm like, that's so cool. You know, and then um, I was able to uh, participate in a few drum circles and I just started jumping into the, the science of music and the science of drumming and, um, the more deeper I got into, I start realizing that, you know, drumming is used in hospitals when people are trying to uh, rehabilitate themselves, they play certain rhythms, or even if somebody needs to be healed, like I said, in other countries, they might just play a healing rhythm on the drums. We don't normally think of drums like that in the West. We, we think aggressive, yeah. you know? So when I start getting into that more, it, 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 it allowed me to be able to view drumming from a, a wider perspective. And then um, I start saying, okay, how can I implement what I've learned? And as we said, if you make a lot of money, what are you doing with that money to better the world? Yeah. You know, what am I doing with this gift of music? I'm a drummer. How can I better the world with what I do? And the drums just happen to be one of those instruments similar to singing or dancing that most people can do innately. Even if they're not a master dancer or master singer, everybody can sing along. Everybody can beat or clap along, you know, and uh, pat their feet. And so that's what makes the drums beautiful is the ability to bring everybody together and they don't have to be master musicians. So I start saying, you know, one of of my goals on the inside because my parents uh, are leaders of our community, um, Dr. Thomas Gilmore and Dianthea Gilmore. Um, they coming up, I watched them give back to our community. So that's sort of in me, you know, um, to, to, to teach and give back. And I just said, how can I do it from a music standpoint? Mm-hmm. That's so uh, so um, I said, okay, one way I can do this through my music, my actual music itself. And, and, and if you check out my CD, Return is In, 
I have titles like Yang Mi Xian and Nirvana Drums and, you know, um, Home Finally. These are all like songs that um, have a, uh, um, a, um, a peaceful feel to it, mm -hmm. you know, so to speak. Outside of the music, just the titles themselves. Sure. You're like, hmm, okay, cool. And I want to do a little more of that on the next album, yeah. even more so. You know, I touched on it a little bit, but um, the whole album, I just wanted to put the message of peace through my music. So there there's a music piece of it, but then it's actually performing yeah. for others. And then um, putting a message of love. When I speak to the audience, I say, hey, we all are from the same human family. Let's love on each other. That's right. And then there's an actual involving the community, you know, through the drum circles yeah. where the community can actually participate. Mm -hmm. You know, um, so those are usually the three mediums that where I'm using music to try to put positive energy into the world. Absolutely. That, that, that's beautiful. And, you know, it's conversations like this that um, caused me to want to go down rabbit trails because you said so much depth into that, that I, I kind of want to unpack that a little bit. And then we'll talk about the tribe of Eli. But, but here's the thing. And, you know, I mean, I guess because I'm an old man, I won't talk about you, but you know, when you've been around look, for decades, than me. well, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but, but look good, man. Well, I, I praise God for that. But, you know, here's the thing. When you've been around for decades and you've, you've heard different trends of music come and go, what you said and what I really dig and appreciate and agree with, with respect to being a drummer, that I know that drumming heals. I know, you know, not I haven't studied as in-depth as you have with Indian and, and the cultures that utilize drumming in the rehabilitation of a person. But we did an extensive series on the Entree Musician about music being a spirit. And I can remember back in the early 90s in you know, teaching young, younger musicians and talking to them about the way the drums were being used to really open up that spiritual gate in you and pour in death. And that was you know, the introduction of the hip hop that became murder and you know, uh, violent. And you know, many people were going, oh, Jerry, you're just tripping. I'm going, wait a minute. They're utilizing the drum to open up that gate. They're slowing down the tempo to the, where it matches your heartbeat your rhythm. So, you know, music used to be a little bit faster in the seventies and eighties, they slowed it down. And now that your gate, your spiritual gate is open. Now they can pour that murder in. Now it's the first time that we heard about our beautiful women being called bitches and hoes and how you're going to put somebody's head out. And it was just like natural. And they did say, cause I want to get your reaction or response to this. And they said, nah, you know, it's just music. It's just a song, but we saw where that song took on the form of a young man actually acting out the lyrics of that song because his gate was already open. Yeah. I mean, what do you what do you have to say? You know, am I am am I way off here? I mean, it happened. This is the nineties. We're in twenty twenty one. But what do you think about that? So there's two sides to it. Okay, like you know, in in church, you know. Uh, Back in the early church days, uh, you did not uh, you did not use minor chords. You didn't play anything with a swing shuffle or anything like that. Yeah, because that had a blue sound to it. Yeah, and that was considered worldly or secular. Yeah, and yeah. we know Thomas Dorsey introduced blues to the gospel world. Yeah, and now today we consider that traditional gospel. Right. And now, right? the newer, now the newer music, we're like, nah, that's too far. But at one point, that was too far. That's so, exactly so that's, right. So, so that's one thing. Music, I don't know if the actual music itself, like melody, harmony, rhythm, you know, beats, I don't know if that itself we can say, oh, that's evil. But mm -hmm. I know that we can put lyrics to something that can now take something that could have been good and now it has a negative connotation. Uh, yeah, now it's, it's not 
doing good. It's it's mm-hmm. it's because you've took something that I naturally would say, "Ooh, that beat feel good." Yeah. And now you put a negative message in it yeah. that's gonna bring me down. Now it's really interesting that you say that because during this series that we did, you know, we were talking to people like Philip K. Jones, right? We're talking to uh, Alton Merrill and others about, you know, the chords and the dissonance. We talked to uh, Gary Hines from the Sounds of Blackness and just how those chords were being used, those minors and whatnot. And you're you're absolutely right when you say that. And the, and, and, and the point was, okay, so is there a dimension then that you can open up something in a person's spirit, absolutely from Philip Philip K. Jones. It's like, well, absolutely. There's certain chords that you're gonna use when the man of God or woman of God is ministering, that's just gonna, boom. That word is just gonna get- I think, I think the key like, thing uh, that, that with people sometimes, you gotta put it in context. Mm-hmm. You know, I agree with that. I do uh, agree with that. So, so uh, let me see something. I'm gonna see if I can turn my keyboard on real quick. Sure. But it's, 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 I think it's a real interesting conversation because of the fact that, and, and again, we went down this rabbit hole. I, I'm going to blame you for it because you <laughs> have used that notion of those drums really bringing healing to the person's spirit. And that was the way, you know, in the East, uh, it's still, the, that instrument is still being used. And so, yeah, uh, conversely, then can that instrument be used for other purposes that are evil that and that that's the context you know what i mean uh, we we could take it and rip it to shreds which are not gonna you, you know it's not our point but um just based on the healing virtue and and the wonderful album that you put together having your drumming and your music the purpose and the intent is peace yeah so 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 sometimes a picture is better than a thousand words that's right so If I do this, can you hear that? I can hear it, yeah. It sounds like it's off. Right. But if I put the other notes with it, yeah, that dissonance. Right. So now it can work. Mm-hmm. Now, so the context is everything. You can't just necessarily say is is wrong or is evil, you know, because uh, there is no wrong. As Miles Davis said, there is no wrong. No, it's just the, in context of where it's placed, where you can say that works or doesn't work mm-hmm. for the, you know, uh, the particular piece we're working on. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that you know, you put it in the right place, then people might say, oh. Now it right. works. Now it's like, oh, sweet. Right. But you know, it, it's just that all itself. context. It's all context. You know, like so. I don't think that again, there's any evil beats or evil chords or evil n- melody. I think lyrics or the artist contaminates the music. Mm. It makes that music a positive force of energy or a negative force of energy. That's excellent. Thank you for your thank you for your perspective on that. I think that's a deep conversation. And again, for those of you, uh, you can go back into the archives and you can see our conversations with uh, Philip K. Jones. Wonderful, uh, wonderful gentleman. That's my guy. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Alton Merrill and uh, you know uh, Gary Hines, Marlon Saunders. I mean, we talked to a lot of people about what that, and we got a lot of great conversation on that. So thanks for adding to that. Uh, but it's because you used healing and peace that I was like, okay, let me, let's try to get this perspective. But before- of course, of course, one little thing to throw in there. Of course, if you want to get energy to dance or drive fast or go to war, you're going to have something with more of an upbeat. Sure. If you're trying to relax somebody, maybe you're going to slow the tempo down. Sure. You know, um, and certain instruments have the ability uh, to, you know, well, you can play any instrument, and but certain instruments, let's say certain instruments are we look to to do certain things, even though all most instruments can do everything. Most instruments can be uh, played from a healing standpoint or can make you feel happy. It's just figuring out uh, how you're going to. Uh, do it 
you know, like if I get on the piano and start playing a, a Latin feel, you might start wanting to dance, even though there's no drums, because right. it's the, the rhythm that you put on it that's like, oh, snap, you know? That's so, so I, I don't think it's a, a, a music thing. I don't think, like, a, a genre, I don't think it's a genre thing. I right, don't think exactly. it's an instrument thing. I think that it's just a music thing, like, you know, knowing what's going to relax a person, what's going to pep up yeah. a person's, you know. And all of that has uh, to do with being a good musician, to know the language of what you're trying to convey and to be able to express it appropriately. It's just so, yeah, so if you, you, you're trying to play behind the pastor and you and you playing the wrong chords, now that just threw the mood off, like, it was like, where do you, why did you go there? You know, you know, exactly. but, you know, but then again, at one point, traditional gospel, as oh, we yeah. know it, was considered evil. Exactly. So now exactly. what might be the go-to, at right. one point, that was not the go-to. You know, you don't do that. It don't was go taboo. to no minor courts. So even some of the things that we say shouldn't go that way, over time, it may become the standard. Mm. Very good. Very, very good. So let's do this. Let's talk about, uh, uh, let's give some shout outs, man, to uh, Cleveland musicians, man, because uh, you got to show a lot of love to uh, Cleveland. Like I said, it's right down the street. So yell out some names, man. I'm going to start with uh, Lynn Adams. Lynn <laughs> Adams, Adams yes. You know what I mean? Yes, Lynn Adams, Uncle Lamb. Absolutely. Shout out to Lynn. Hubs Groove, Hubs you know, Groove. is doing it. Hubs Granger. Groove. And, uh, you know, uh, of, of course, there's uh, Rob White on bass. Rob White. You know? Big bro. So go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead and throw out some. Uh, and then we'll talk about the tribe of Eli. Okay. Uh, I got to give a shout out to Stacy Richardson. Meeting mm -hmm. uh, Maynard of Sarah's Girl. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, Tanisha Salary, let's give a shout out to her, uh, one of my good friends. Uh, let's see who else I can give a shout out to. And I'm giving shout out to women deliberately because in 2021, that's still an issue. And that's sad. Word up. Let's give a shout out to Nikki Sharice, mm. my girl that plays bass. Um, yeah. Let's give a shout out to Serena Magnum, mm -hmm. my girl. Let's Shash give a shout out. Yep, let's give a shout out to Lucretia Bolton and Lil TT. You know, Monica, drummer yeah. girl. I mean, yeah. I, I could go forever. I mean, we, we got some talent coming out of the Cleveland area. Yeah, and man. I could do this all day. We wouldn't finish the interview. <laughs> I just, you know, I, we, we got some talent. Well, we definitely wanted to give, I mean, because Cleveland has uh, really, I mean, like you said, man, really on every level, on every spectrum, of course, OJs, you know, Levert, you know, kicked it off. But there's so many, 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 many unsung heroes in the Cleveland uh, community. Absolutely. So we just wanted to give that up. But now you picked a, a dynamic band for Tribe of Eli. Would you would you talk them up a little bit? Okay, so. Okay. I sort of had to break down this story. So there used to be an open mic called I Am 216 that featured Cleveland singers, poets, rappers, and the house band. Uh, they said, what are we going to call the house band? And since I was the leader of the house band, they called it the Tribe of Eli. That's how that name originated. Got it. And then, uh, you know, my stage name as an artist is Elijah G. But uh, I said, okay, when I'm doing, you know, functions around the city or if I got to call the band something, which I I switch out musicians from show to show. Yeah. I just say the Tribe of Eli. Uh, and then I started connecting it to my philosophy that we can one day achieve world peace. Mm -hmm. And um, and then I just say anybody that follows me is part of the Tribe of Eli community. And then I wind up starting to the Tribe of Eli uh, mentoring program and mm -hmm. the Tribe of Eli School of Music. So I interchange that word a lot for different things, but uh, I don't, there's not one group of musicians that I work with. I normally have three of everybody. Gotcha. So if I need to, if I have a show, That's right. one of my keyboard players, you know, he's busy or it's already booked, you know, I have um, two other keyboard players that know my show. Mm -hmm. So when it's not necessarily a band, it's really Elijah G 
in concert, featuring the Tribe of Eli band, like Art Blakely and the Jazz Messenger. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Understood. Yeah. Well, that's that's great. But the album is good, man. And like I said, I'm gonna link to it uh, in the show notes. And uh, you know, uh, definitely want all who are watching or either listening to this podcast to check out Elijah G, to check out the album, to check out the music, to check out the drum circle and uh, go to his website and find out what's happening. Now, let me ask you this, this final question. And I ask it of all of my guests. And that is when we scheduled to sit down and have this conversation, you thought perhaps there was one question that I was going to ask you, but I haven't asked that question. And you really want the people to know what that is. What is the answer to that unasked question? I really didn't. I really was just open, just open and flow and and, and, and see where you go with things and just flow with you. Uh, But if there was one thing I want to share with people watching today, We have to let go of fear mm. to to move into love, you know. Dude, hey, listen, are you are you listening to our series? Because we just started the series on abolishing fear. I mean, really? <laughs> oh I yeah, absolutely. I love, I love it. We're two episodes in. Uh, the first one is don't be afraid to say yes or no. Uh, the second one is exposing fear for what it is. And so, uh, I yeah, I, I'm gonna let you. I, I gotta go back in. Check, check out the last, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we, a- absolutely. And and there's some there's some ways that not only just as entree musicians, but as people, and I'm gonna let you answer the question because I asked it for you, okay, but okay. there's there's so many ways that we as people allow fear to dominate who we are. And we're in a prison, we can't be ourselves. It's a paralysis. So anyway, I'm, I'm very passionate about that because we are in the middle of that series right now on the Entree Musician. So it's interesting that you brought that up. Please continue. Yeah, we're, we're, we're either operating in fear or we're operating in love. And they can't coexist. The truth, they can't coexist, you know. And the minute you can not operate in fear or get off that fear plantation, that's right. there's a freeness that comes with, you know, not allowing that to consume your space and your mind Dude. And um, yeah, I think there's some there's some tools that we can use. Um, and one of those is the when I view myself and others, it's kind of hard for me to be in competition with something I feel I'm a part of. You know, it's hard for me to step on a flower or catch it on fire when I, I'm like, hey, I need this flower. This flower gives me oxygen, I give it carbon dioxide. That's right. You know, so when I can see the, the how it how we we all connect with each other. That's right. But you know, when when fear is involved, it's like I'm in competition with this individual when there's nothing that that individual can do that will add or take value away from me you know what i mean like like just do what you do i do what i do and to be able to appreciate each other you know uh green tea is green tea cinnamon apple tea is cinnamon apple and blueberry is blueberry like i mean you know to be able to appreciate our differences instead of saying let's battle and i hate that when they say with drummers let's battle let's play together Right. You know, why we have to battle each other? Let's just play some, let's drum together, you know, like they do in Africa and Brazil. Let's just make some patterns together and make music. It's got to be a battle. You know, that's that's that whole philosophy and way of thinking is just, it's, I I don't like it. So, so I I think that uh, that's one thing. Uh, And I just think just we have to really, put more attention on this right here. Yes, sir. You know, we need we need to we need to um, realize that the way that we think can determine how far we go in life or how little 
<laughs> how little we travel, you know, because mm -hmm. if we believe that we can, we can. And if we believe that we can't, you know, either way, you're right. Whatever you believe, that's what it is. Okay. So, All right. You need to stop it because that's another entree musician lesson on the entree musician minute. Whatever you tell yourself, you're right. You need to. You, yeah. You know what? You you're going to be a guest host on the entree musician. That's. <laughs> you just got another position, man. Yeah. You got to come on and do this juice right here. Yeah. All, yeah. This is how we live. This is it. And it's so it's crazy how, as you said earlier, how the different worlds have similar principles to them. Yeah. You know, um, and so we I, I just encourage everybody to learn from everybody. Grab from everybody. You can you can be inspired and you can use from everybody. Yeah. But finding your voice and what that is and being comfortable in it and, and saying, Am I happy with how I'm saying this? And, and don't don't worry too much about what another person's doing. Cause right. look, as much as they can't stop you, you can't stop them either. Right. So what's the point of right. putting so much energy in it, what they doing and what they not doing? You know what? Let me celebrate. That's that's I love what you're doing, brother. Keep up the good work. And let me do what it is my purpose is. And, and your purpose might be a professor at a university. Right. Or maybe being a producer, making beats for somebody, or it could right. be a jazz artist, or you can be an in-demand session musician that's hired for tours and um, studio sessions. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's 101 things you can do in music, and right. and, and you you just just find your lane and 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 just get rid of the fear. The fear is all it is. Like you said, it immobilizes you, and right. and it, it, it does not allow you to be happy or be at peace. That's right. And a part of it we said earlier, not needing to be accepted or liked by everyone. That's a trap in itself. So not needing everybody to approve or put their stamp on it and say, yeah, do that, because everybody's not. Everybody's not. So just just doing your thing, making sure this is what I want to do first That's of all. Correct. Now they say I did it my way. Right. You know, like you know, it's how do you want to do it first, and then find your your audience, your crowd. That's right. Uh, that can benefit from what you do, and live your life. And to be, it's, we have a short life. I mean, I, that's okay. that's just hell. Just trying to make everybody happy for your entire life. I mean, cool. you know, I mean, it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. So, you know, I, I think when we can love ourselves, which might take some time because we all will say what we don't like about ourselves. But I think too, mindfulness, yeah. you know, being grateful for the things we have and not necessarily always saying, okay, I, I don't have this, I don't have, but what do you do have? If you, if you took a, a paper and write down everything that you can be grateful for, it's kind of hard to complain or, you know, be in a negative space when you're in a mindful, thankful, grateful space. So I think that's important too, in us being our best selves. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. You know? Ah, I, I love it. I love it. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. So you, I'm you, grateful. you really are, Elijah, you're hitting all the markers of what we talk about here at the Entree Musician. Mindfulness. Right gratefulness uh you know no fear being who you are what is the purpose that you're on the planet so that's the only life you can live is out your purpose so you're hitting all the markers so yeah i'm grateful that i asked you that question that unasked question because you took it and you ran with it man and it was so layered i was like what they what to say first because it was there's so much to even um the a person who has an inferior complex. Mm -hmm. I mean, that, that has a superior complex. Sure. Somebody who thinks that they're greater than other people. Right. In psychology, they say that they really have an inferior inferiority complex. That's, a, that's, that's where the exactly superiority right. complex comes from. So yes. anybody that thinks they're better than somebody, yeah. they're really struggling on the inside with themselves that you got to look right. down on anybody. That's right. They have a poverty mindset because they think that there's only so much and they got it. They're yeah, superior. And no, it's an abundance. <laughs> there's but, enough but, out here but, for everybody. There you go. And a real king is a servant. That's a true. real king is going to make sure that the people are taken care of. He's not, he or she is not looking down on the people saying they're, they're beneath me. That's correct. 
So the son of man said he came to seek and to save those who were lost. He didn't. He, he was he was he washing was the disciples' feet. That's you he, was, he, was washing, he was washing their feet. He was washing. He was in the dirt washing their feet. All right, we don't need a three-hour uh, interview. <laughs> <laughs> this means this means, brother, you have to come back uh, okay. on the show. And as you know, for those of you who are subscribers to the Entree Musician. Although our conversation ends here, uh, Elijah is gonna stick around and hang out with us at the Backstage Pass. I'm gonna ask him some even deeper questions. So if you are a subscriber, you can hear what's on the other side of the Backstage Pass. Register at theentremusician.com and get backstage and, and get access to all of the content and resources and opportunities to have greater access to what we're doing for the Entree Musician, with the Entree Musician, to the Entree Musician. We're just uh, loading it up and that community is building and we thank you for being a part of it. Before I say goodbye, I wanna say thanks to Greg Roton from Armstrong Cable for bringing us on the Neighborhood Channel 100 and thanks to Tay Brown and his team at VizD for putting the Entree Musician on all Roku channels and TVs everywhere. So if you have a Roku TV, you can watch the Entree Musician thanks to Tay Brown and his team. This is the incomparable Elijah Gilmore, drummer extraordinaire, but a grateful, beautiful spirit as well. My name is Jerry B. We are Entree Musician. But you know something? So are you. We will see you next time. God bless. God bless.